Back in 2017, a Middle Eastern lawyer, we'll call him Sam, is desperate, and I mean desperate, to further his career. Like millions of people across the world, it was always Sam's goal to work in the U.S. Lots of kids dream about being athletes or TV stars. Sam's dream was to attend a top university like Yale. But not all dreams come true, and Sam never made it to Yale. He worked his ass off and managed to get a law degree from a university in Europe. He starts a small firm in his home country. Things are going pretty good, but the dream of being stateside never left Sam. He began thinking, what if this law degree would transfer to the U.S.? I mean, it's not like he wasn't good at his job. So Sam went where people go when they want to find out how to do something. Google. And this is where he stumbles across a website for an American university. Our aim is to prepare every single student for life beyond university education by providing a set of real-world skills and attributes that go far beyond academic knowledge. Sam saw the website, and he was like, ah, this might be the place that could help me realize my dream. And so he decides to give them a call. My dean, um, Stephen York, is actually on the line of education. This is actually a real recording of one of the people working at the college talking to Sam. They tell him about all the services they provide how they can take his law degree and convert it so it's valid in the U.S. For a fee, of course. He's the one who's actually going to be taking care of your process, Stephen. So Sam decides, you know what? Screw it. He signs on the dotted line, enrolls at this American university, and over the course of several months, Sam pays these folks over $100,000. Yes, $100,000? I mean, higher education is expensive, But that's crazy money. It's not like he was going to classes, talking to real professors, or doing any real work. He just handed over the cash, and boom. Just like that, he had a degree from an American university, complete with the college seal and everything. Hmm, well, not quite. This so-called college, it's called Neil Wilson University. And nah, I hadn't heard of it either. You see, those guys you heard on the phone earlier talking to Sam, turns out they were just random people in a call center selling the dream of higher education. I mean, you want a bachelor's, master's, PhD, you name it, they'll sell it. It's a business where the cheats who try to buy their qualifications are also the victims. And Neil Wilson is just one of hundreds of fake online colleges, universities, and high schools that promise a shortcut to academic success. And they deliver absolutely nothing besides a couple worthless pieces of paper and a mountain of debt. I'm Alzo Slade, and from something else, this is Cheat, the show that asks the question, is it ever okay to break the rules? In this week's episode, we go inside the engine room of a multi-million dollar fake qualifications business where the hard sale is a masterpiece of manipulation. I have some people that I need to answer. If I don't give them an answer, I'm losing my reputation, I'm losing my university's reputation, and that's no bigger than Adam. 
I remember the day I got my degree. Friends and family there, good times, smiles, laughter, and good food. It's still a source of pride to me, as I'm sure it is to millions of people around the world who put in the work. Whether it's some fancy letters after your name or the job security that comes when you know your shit. These things are important to people. Now, whether or not it's worth it or if they still hold as much value as they used to, that's another matter worthy of a conversation. But in general, degrees give people confidence, make them feel like they're part of an educated class. But what if there were places online that promised the same feeling, but for none of the effort? Places that traded in qualifications, or at least pretended they did. And what if there were thousands and thousands of folks worldwide who fell for their scam? Turns out, there are hundreds of these places. And because of that, there are people who have dedicated years of their life trying to shut them down. I know my subject matter. I know the bad guy. And the bad guy knows I know. So, okay, are we ready to start? That's retired FBI man, Alan Ezel. Since I have a degree in accounting, my specialty is white-collar crime. Generally speaking, it is nonviolent embezzlement, stocks, bonds, you know, things of that nature. Allen is also the founder of a branch of the FBI that investigates institutions who sell fake qualifications, what they call in the trade degree mills. He's one of a handful of people in the U.S. who's an expert in these degree mills. I'll give you the... The formal definition, a degree mill, is a fake school, period. There is no such school. It does not exist. It has the smell and flavor of a real school. And unless you're on your toes, you'll swallow that hook, line, and sinker. Alan really loves to take down these schools. I enjoy the hunt. Give me a handful of new schools. I'm in hog heaven. So, for those listening who may not be familiar with this charming American phrase, hog heaven is an old-school way to describe a state of euphoria. And although Allen is retired, he could put up his feet and chill. Nah, this dude is addicted to the chase. In 2005, he becomes aware of a newcomer to the degree mill business. He discovers a bunch of fake U.S. online universities operating, he thinks, out of the Gulf. They all look slick and have these stock pictures of smiling students and leafy campuses, convincing-sounding descriptions of courses. Allen can't quite get a handle on the scale of the operation and who exactly is responsible. Then, in the fall of 2014, Allen gets a bombshell call from a whistleblower named Yasir Jamshade. Yasir wanted to tell all. And I wanted to listen to all and every document and anything he saw and heard or believes. Yasir worked at the heart of the Middle Eastern fake degree mill Allen had been tracking since 2005. Except Yasir reveals is not based in the United Arab Emirates or anywhere else in the Gulf like Allen first thought. It's based in Pakistan and it's run by an IT company called Exact. And it is, by a long shot, the biggest fake qualification racket Allen has ever investigated. The largest diploma mill that I had ever worked was 
couple million, but we're talking real money. So this is not white collar normal. This is like nothing you've ever, ever, ever seen that I've ever seen. Exact makes tens of millions of dollars every year selling a huge range of fake qualifications. They've got offices all over Pakistan. The exact call centers in Lahore, Karachi, Islamabad, and Peshawar were receiving over 5,000 telephone calls daily. I believe they had a, a buy rate of about 40%. A 40% buy rate? I mean, that's pretty impressive. Azact had created 370 fake online universities and high schools to sell their counterfeit qualifications. They have names like Baychester University, Brooklyn Park University, Columbiana, Kennedy, Mount Lincoln. The list goes on. Most buyers were based in the Middle East, but Exact was also selling to thousands of people in the UK, and around a third of their buyers were in the US. All the employees go through about a three-week orientation, at which time they are told there are no laws in cyberspace. You can do anything you want in cyberspace, but it's my understanding that they really don't tell you what their product is during orientation. To attract employees like Yasir through the doors, Exact presents to the world an image, a mirage basically that's just as ambitious as their fake qualifications operation. They call themselves the world's largest IT company, and their YouTube channel is full of videos detailing the perks of the job, from indoor game rooms to in-house salons to rooftop dining. Exact Rooftop Restaurant is a perfect place with perfect setting for family gatherings and corporate events. I love to enjoy fine dining with the serene view of my city. I personally think Exact Rooftop Restaurant is a cherry on top of all other facilities. Exact also takes corporate social responsibility to a whole new level, with claims to provide food, shelter, education, and medical care to every citizen of Pakistan. More than 2,500 exact employees are united working towards a singular goal to create a better world. Exact is brazen. And their websites, well, they go to enormous lengths to get this thing right. They set up LinkedIn profiles for the fake professors on the sites. They hire actors to pose as students giving glowing testimonials about the incredible professional careers they've had. They are the best that I've ever seen. Their graphics are amazing. I mean, absolutely great. The websites do sell themselves. That's the best way to put it. They will steal pictures from real schools of campus. The Butler Library at Columbia sticks in my mind. We've seen that on about five or six sites. I mean, if I was cheating people this way, the Butler Library at Columbia is a good photo to use. I've been there plenty of times, and that place, aesthetically, is the stereotypical architecture to make you feel like you're entering the premier bastion of an Ivy League educational institution. And exact, they pay search engines to get their online universities as high up the rankings as possible so that if someone looks for an online university, it's the exact website that will appear with all of these fake images. And their names? Deliberately designed to mimic famous U.S. schools. 
They had a Berkeley University, except the exact version was spelled B-A-R-K-L-E-Y. So basically, it's bootleg. I mean, this is crazy, laughable and sad. But if you don't know, it's easy to fall for it. The entire website is bathed in red, white, and blue. They're using an address in the United States. Most people don't go behind it to who is and go to Web Archive. They don't put the address in to check it, find out it's a mail receiving facility. They don't do that. It's almost like you can't really blame the people who bought the fake qualifications, but emphasis on almost. There's an old adage, uh, if it looks like an elephant, if it's the same size as an elephant, and the same color as an elephant. You don't go over and punch it and say, are you an elephant? Look at the students, look at the buildings. You know, how can that not be real? At Neil Wilson University, we promise better. These dudes were super ambitious. They weren't just making millions of dollars through selling fake degrees or a fake certificate. No, hell no. Their prices were the same as a normal degree meal, say a couple of thousand dollars for a basic fake diploma. But it was the add-ons that netted exact the big bucks. And those add-ons was what took them into very dark territory. Generally speaking, a diploma mill is finished with you once they sell you the degree and transcript, and then later verify your degree to your employer. They're finished with you. That's not even the beginning here. Later comes the upsell, extortion, blackmail, threats. Three or four months later, you're going to get a call that your school has got bad reputation, that you need to switch your degree to another school and there's a charge. And you sort of have to do it because if your employer finds out about it, you could be arrested, deported. They bring the whole wrath down on you. And this is when you really part with big money. I've seen single victims at 1.2 million to 1.4 million U.S. dollars. More on this slickery trickery after the break. Welcome to True Spies, the podcast that takes you deep inside the greatest secret missions of all time. Suddenly out of the dark, it's appeared in Laden. You'll meet the people who live life undercover. What do they know? What are their skills? And what would you do in their position? Vengeance felt good. Seeing these people pay for what they'd done felt righteous. True Spies from Spyscape Studios, wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever felt like escaping to your own desert island? Jane Gaskin did exactly that, trading in the family home to begin a new life in the tropics. But she soon discovers that paradise has its secrets. I'm Alice Levine, and this is The Price of Paradise, the island dream that ends in kidnap, corruption, and murder. Wish you were here? Follow The Price of Paradise now, wherever you listen to podcasts. So, what made Exact distinct from a normal degree mill? They took it to a whole new level, where they deliberately targeted individuals to try to extort as much money out of them as possible. A lot of these people knew or suspected they were buying something that wasn't quite right. Exact salespeople used this as leverage to back them into a corner. 
they impersonated government and university officials and made threats, all to get their victims to pay out more and more and more money. They each have roles to play, and they are good at it. Wow. So exact staff are actually trained to speak with a U.S. accent. Sometimes it's a pretty bad U.S. accent. But exact is banking on the fact that most of their customers wouldn't notice. But what they're really, really good at is profiling their victims, uncovering their weak spots, and then tailoring the hard sell to exploit those weaknesses, whether it be their immigration status, age, ambition, or salary. It's, it's like a, a five-act play. You have different actors entering and leaving the stage. I may be the salesman today, but for you, I'm now from the Ministry of Education. I'm now from the uh, Egyptian Embassy. I'm now so-and-so in federal law enforcement. At one point, it was sort of like Las Vegas. They had a separate squad that did the whales. And you know what a whale is in Las Vegas. That's the high roller. That's the multimillionaire that putting a million on the table is nothing. They had a group for whales. Whales like Sam. You remember him? In exact terms, he is most definitely a whale. They threw the whole exact book of tricks at this guy. Now, unfortunately, Sam won't talk to us on record. He's too ashamed of what happened to him. He doesn't even want us to say which Middle Eastern country he's from. But he has given us the recordings of some of the phone calls he had from exact salespeople. Remember those smart guys at Neil Wilson University? They told Sam he was converting his existing qualifications into the equivalent of a degree from UCLA or Yale for $19,000. Sam thought it was legit. These guys had American accents. The Neil Wilson administrators he spoke to were listed on LinkedIn as genuine university staff. Sam did his research. They all checked out. Sam paid his $19,000. But it's what happened afterwards that ended up costing him a fortune. $19,000 is a hell of an investment. If someone asks you to pay a little bit more to protect that investment, to absolutely guarantee that that degree at UCLA that you've had your heart set on since you were a kid is the real thing, wouldn't you part with a little bit more cash? That's the premise that the exact salespeople built their strategy upon. And with Sam, they created a whole cast of carefully conceived characters to carry it out. Quick that's an exact salesperson posing as a dean of Neil Wilson University. They cooked up a whole complex, elaborate story that Sam's $19,000 wasn't enough to get his degree fully accredited. That as a foreign student, he needed to go through the U.S. Department of Education and pay some money to them. Okay, I told Adam strictly about this, that this thing cannot be delayed, okay? The letter was issued to you on 3rd, okay? You can see today is 9th. I have Charles sitting on my head every day, okay? And he has been calling me and asking me, what is the update? Oh my God, and this went on and on and on. That he would also have to pay money to get his original thesis edited to make it eligible for submission in the U.S. Then he had to buy another extra diploma. Remember, they'll spin tales that doesn't mean it's right. 
that this country requires this or this. So they'll create documents that, that the embassy has never seen before, their own immigration people has never seen. So there's one thing to have a set of real requirements by the government. It's another thing to have a set of requirements that exact is telling somebody it's required. It got to the point where there were five or six different exact salespeople posing as U.S. University admissions and government staff, phoning him several times a day, all demanding more and more money, each one of them piling on the pressure. I need to have this thing sorted today. Because if you're not having any intention of doing it, let's just not waste your time or my time, okay? So if you go ahead and, you know, offer the same thing to any other candidate. And I need this done today, or I'm sorry, Adam, you, you have given us false promises. At this point, Sam could feel his dream slipping away. So he paid another $41,000 to get all of the problems ironed out. In all, he paid $100,000. But it's what happened next that made him finally realize that this is a fraud. Samantha Goodwin, uh, calling you from the U.S. Department of State. I'm calling to schedule an appointment with you uh, with uh, the Honorable Secretary of State, uh, Mr. Rex Tillerson. Uh, he wishes to speak to you, so can you uh, give me a suitable time so he could call you? What? That's crazy. Yes, you heard that right. Exact salespeople even called Sam, pretending to set up an appointment between him and the former Secretary of State. Rex Tillerson. See, this is when greed gets you in trouble. These clowns said the Secretary of State wants to talk to Sam. Their story was that Mr. Tillerson had heard about Sam and wanted to talk to him about his academic research. Really? Because I hope you realize that, you know, you'll be speaking to the third most powerful man in the United States. You see, this is part of the exact strategy. They make the victims feel important so that they even start believing their own hype. Here's Alan again. Ego is the biggest thing. I'm just amazed at some of these people. They keep going back to the well, and the well keeps giving them water. And until you cut them off, you know, they will keep going back to you to, because you're an easy mark. That's the best way to put it. And Sam? Well, he ended up plowing through all of his savings. He borrowed money from family that he struggles to pay back. Worse than that is the deep sense of shame he feels that he not only fell for it, but fell for it, as Alan says, hook, line, and sinker. There is no depth to which exact won't go. Suicides as a result of what you've done to these people. Heart attacks, strokes, bankruptcies, people just breaking down, crying on the phone. It's all on the tape. They will go to any depth to get more money from you each and every time. But the salesperson wouldn't know that. And they only get paid for something that works. The whistleblower Yasir, who alerted Allen back in 2014, was one salesperson who just couldn't take it anymore. He could no longer stomach what he was seeing every day. At around the same time Yasir told Allen the whole sorry story about Exact, it just so happened that Declan Walsh, then Pakistan correspondent for the New York Times, was also looking into the story. 
So I just did a Google search and checked out some of these fake universities and then started digging a little bit deeper. Nobody seemed to know that these websites were in fact all being run by the same people. And I started to pull on that thread and then it kept unraveling and unraveling and unraveling. Naturally, Alan and Declan's paths would soon cross. So as I started to, you know, delve into this world of what are called diploma mill scams, Alan's name came up very quickly. So I called him up, we got chatting, and it turned out he was already on to Exact as well. I told him of Yazir with Yazir's permission. So I reached out to this person directly. He told me that he had worked for Exact in Karachi in the giant gleaming office building where most of the company's operations were based. And he told me that he had fled Pakistan to the United Arab Emirates, to Abu Dhabi. And I immediately said, well, why don't I come and see you? Declan's a pro. He knew he had a story. But even he would be amazed by how huge this thing was. More on that after the break. It's March 2nd, 2015. The New York Times correspondent Declan Walsh gets on a plane from London to the United Arab Emirates to finally meet Yasir Jamshade, the man who's blown the whistle on Exact. The men in a hotel in the city, and he started to tell me his story. Like many whistleblowers, he was excited to meet someone from a big newspaper that was willing to tell his story. And as we were speaking, he started to pull out of a bag and a laptop some hard documents that supported his story. He had screenshots from the company's internal systems. He had taken some internal documents. And he had records of payments from about 22 dozen customers. I think it was 22 uh, payments totaling over $600,000 for fake degrees. The scale of what he was telling was really the most fantastical thing. Yasir tells Declan he's happy to be identified. He's very much a man with a story to tell and who wants to be heard. But he's also very anxious. He was worried about what the repercussions for him might be in passing this information to me. He knew that exact managers had intimidated other former employees, sometimes with threats of legal actions, but there also had been stories he had heard about people who had been physically intimidated or even hurt. Declan has already interviewed exact CEO Shoab Ahmed Sheikh about another one of his businesses. So he has a good sense of what this guy is capable of. He called the company the most successful or the biggest and the best software company on earth. He said that his personal goal was to be the richest man in the world. He set out Bill Gates as his role model. And his company had this um, soaring eagle in its crest, which looked incredibly like the U.S. presidential seal. When we spoke, he came across as this very confident ambitious and successful businessman. But at the same time, he was also somewhat elusive when it came to the specifics. He would hide behind excuses. Declan knows this is such an incredible story and exact such a powerful force in Pakistan. It needs to be legally and editorially watertight. He needs to question everything even whether he can trust his whistleblower. Obviously, it was so crazy. At first, I thought, you know, is this person telling me the whole truth uh, about the company? 
about himself, what's in it for him? You see, what Yasir is about to do is going to put a lot of very powerful people in Pakistan in a lot of trouble. He's on the verge of destroying a multi-million dollar cash cow. On May 17, 2015, the story hits the front page of the New York Times. And almost immediately, the Pakistani authorities swing into action. Pakistan's Federal Investigation Agency, or FIA, are directed by the country's interior minister to investigate Exact. They raid Exact offices in Karachi and Islamabad, seizing computers, recording statements, and taking into custody over 50 employees. They even discover Exact's printing press. And this was a real whopper when they raided this place at midnight. They found 2,200,000 diplomas, transcripts, letterheads, you name it. They took the seal-making machines, everything. And then the director general of the FIA held a press conference right there at the front door. The investigators used all of this information to start piecing together their own understanding of how Exact worked from the inside. They arrested 14 of the company's senior executives, including Shweb Sheikh, and charged them with a range of offenses, including fraud, extortion, and money laundering. As Shweb Sheikh, the CEO, leaves his office, he tells the assembled reporters, the truth will prevail. But the truth that the Pakistani Federal Investigation Authority uncovered was that the company had taken money from at least 215,000 customers in nearly 200 countries. That's pretty much every country in the world. And that in its last year of operation alone, it had earned at least $89 million. Was this the end of the saga, though? Far from it. According to Declan, Allen, and the Pakistani media, the most exact executive served was 15 months. The exact operation appeared to shut down, but gradually the websites reappeared. You know, justice is very selective in Pakistan. There are people who bear the full brunt of the law, but there have been countless cases that have shown that people who have the right connections, either in the security services or because they ha have enough money, are able to easily ride roughshod over the law and avoid prosecution. So, exact continued to trade. In 2018, another investigation, this time by the BBC, again shuts them down. But in spite of this threat, we found people here willing to take the risk. At a big teaching hospital in London, we've discovered one of the consultants in acute medicine here bought several fake master's degrees and an associate degree in internal medicine. Sheikh gets a 20-year sentence. He appears to serve little of it and, according to the Pakistani media and Allen, is again a free man. There's plenty of rumors about who and what Sheikh is connected to, high up in both the Pakistani government and the Secret Service. The fact remains that people, high and low, rich and poor, educated and non-educated, are willing to buy fake qualifications. And, Allen says, willing to suspend their disbelief about what they're getting into. They target engineering. They target health care. They target aviation. They target various aspects of the medical field. I see job qualification 
and all of that equals higher salary. I'm not going to have surgery with someone who's not a qualified doctor. I don't want to get into a plane flown by a guy with a bootleg certificate. But a lot of people who buy these fake qualifications are more dupes than they are crooks. They firmly believe that it's real. I mean, some people are more gullible than others. I don't know where to draw the lines. So who's the real cheat here? We're talking about people who wanted to immigrate for a better life to say somewhere like United States or a wealthy country in the Gulf. They had all sorts of barriers put in their way. Not having the right passport, not having enough qualifications or a degree from the right sort of university. You got to remember, this is a time when online education was really starting to boom. People were excited by the possibility of getting a quality degree, particularly immigrants, that would enable them to advance their lives while continuing with the job that they already have. It feels unfair. It is unfair. And without that unfairness, the degree mills with their schemes to exploit dreams will go out of business. Education has become so commodified and universities such big business, it's hardly surprising that people now think of education as a marketplace. And (laughs) if you think about it, the irony is that the people like Sam in this episode paid a lot of money for a worthless piece of paper. But there's many of us who paid a whole lot of money for a real degree that some people would consider to be just as worthless as Sam's. But maybe that's a conversation for another episode. Hey, folks, thanks for listening. Just a reminder to follow Cheat wherever you get it. And please do leave a rating and a review if you like what we're doing. It helps other people discover the show. And of course, we want more listeners. Also, if you want to listen to the show without the ads, you can subscribe to Cheat Plus. It's like Cheat, but better. It's just $2.99 a month, or if you're in the UK, £2.49. And you get all of this without having to listen to those annoying commercials. Just go to Apple Podcasts and hit subscribe instead of follow. You can try it for free now. Next week on Cheat, the bank manager who mistook a Ponzi scheme for an amazing investment. He was convinced that uh, Mr. Sissoko could double any amount of money. Tens of millions, if not 100 million or more, was wire transferred from the Dubai Islamic Bank. It's a completely crazy story over an enormous amount of money. Cheat is written and presented by me, Alzo Slade. This episode was produced by Helen Clifton. The executive producers are Lizzie Jacobs and Tom Koenig. The series editor is Ennis Bowen. The original idea for this show was developed by Tom Fuller. Engineering, sound design, and scoring by Martin Peralta at Output Media. Our design and visual team is Emma Lansdowne and Sarah De La Rue. Our production coordinators are Jennifer Mystery and Iker Egbatola. 